Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of Wildly Aligned Marketing. Today, I am talking with Angelica Garner all about recession-proofing your life and business. Angelica Garner is the best-selling author of Time Millionaire, podcast host of She Makes Bank, creator of the Rich, Hot, and Happy blog, and a top 1% network marketer. Angelica's mission is to walk women through transformation and show them how to live in true freedom by rejecting the status quo. In our conversation, we're talking all about focusing on what you can control instead of what you can't, being unapologetic with self-care and setting boundaries, how the MLM industry has evolved and why you shouldn't ignore it, and so much more. As always, I know you're going to love it, so let's cue the intro. Welcome to Wildly Aligned Marketing. I want you to be seen and heard by the people who need your message and services most, but I know that seems easier said than done because there's a lot of noise online. I'm your host, Natalie Blenkush. I built my business back in the beginning of 2018 and very quickly learned through trial and error that being yourself isn't a cheesy cliche, but actually the key to building a strong, profitable online brand. I'm on a mission to help you own your voice and consistently find and attract the right clients online so you can grow a wildly successful business doing what you love. All right, friend, grab your coffee and notebook and let's dive into today's episode. All right. Hey guys, today I am talking with Angelica Garner. Angelica, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for being here. Yay, Natalie. Here for it, girl. Yes. So why don't you first off start out by introducing yourself. Tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do, and then we'll go from there. Oh my gosh. Yes. Well, guys, I have been an entrepreneur for 15 years. I started my first business in college as a personal trainer. Um, I realized pretty quickly that there are only so many hours in the day and I wanted to expand. So I opened up a gym in 2010. It was right when the recession was at its worst, but I was like, no fear. It's pretty amazing being a <laughs> starting a business when you're 21 years old because you really you have nothing to lose. You just go for it. Right. And I, I was just going for it. Um, that I gym, I opened up with a partner and our partnership didn't work out. I I I say that I got my master's degree in business because it really was an incredible learning lesson and experience, but it left me broke and trying to figure out my life. And I knew that I was destined to be a successful businesswoman. It was really the only way I could see freedom happening for my life and freedom of time, freedom to be with who I want, go where I want, live where I want. And that's, that's my biggest core value is freedom. So um, in 2011, I made a decision to go all in on network marketing. Um, I'd been pretty resistant to it because I mean, nobody really dreams of being a network marketer. You know, it's like, it's not usually like, it's it's not a sexy title all the time, um, but it has definitely gone through its evolutions. And I believe we're poised for an, an, another huge amount of growth in the industry. So I've been an, a six figure earner for the last 10 years in network marketing. It's tremendously blessed our lives. Um, I, I work a few hours in the mornings and then I'm a stay at home mom really most of the day. I have a four-year-old and a one-year-old and my best role of all is to be a wife to my Jamesy. And that's my life. Yeah. I love that. I, two things stood out to me about what you just said that I would love to dive into more. One, you talked about you started your first business in a recession and you were like, no fear, which Mm -hmm. is very interesting to me because here we are now in 2022 and everyone's like, we're going into a recession and how to recession proof your business. And you can just tell that some people are really fearful about that. And, um, you know, I remember one interview that I did where my guest was talking about, you know, if you know how to give value, like 
there's mm-hmm. always something, you know, like you can always create money as long as you know how to give value. Um, but what would you say to people who are maybe feeling that like they're picking up on the fear and kind of that anxiety surrounding the, you know, impending whatever financial situation, um, you know, is happening right now? One thing that will help anyone, but especially entrepreneurs, and this is what has always helped me, is I I just know that there's very much there are very few things I can control. Mm. And I just focus on what I can. That's it. And I can't control what the headlines are saying or the price of gas. But what I can control is what is my vision? What am I doing today to work towards that vision? Um, Who am I strategically uh, networking with and and learning from? And how am I investing into myself? Those Those are proactive thoughts we can have. But when we start going, when we start getting in the mindset of complaining and negativity and focusing on all these things we can't control, then our life will not improve and go in the direction that we want. And so that's how I've taken on life and, and been able to, you know, accomplish some things in the business world. And that's how I have to take on motherhood too. Yeah. Because there's a lot I can't control. Are you a mother, Natalie? I am. Yes. I've got a seven-year-old. Oh yes. I mean, you know, there's so much we can't control. Yeah. And, and so I'm like, well, what can I control today? I can control my response. I can control my attitude. I can control, I can't really control how much sleep I get because there's unpredictability there. I still have a baby, but I can't control what time I go to bed. You see what I'm saying? So focusing on the, and so that's why I became obsessed with habits. I'm obsessed with habits. I love personal growth. I love it because those are little things we can control that have a huge compound interest on the way our lives play out. Yeah. Oh, that's so good because it's such a powerful thing to just take inventory of like, okay, I'm feeling out of control right now in this situation, whatever it is, what can I actually control, which is always our actions, right? And our Mm -hmm. thoughts. And then what is, you know, what can I not control? Okay, well, it's silly to sit here and like spin my wheels trying to control these things that are literally impossible for me to control. And so just shifting your focus is really powerful. Um, Yeah, that's so good. So I love that. And I also, you talked about habits. I'm curious, have you read Atomic Habits? Oh yeah. I mean, that's tried and true. Oh, um, I just finished it. It's so good. Yeah. I mean, there's a reason he sold millions of copies. I mean, wow. I mean, he really put the research in it too. And and James Clear is a a fabulous writer. I'm, I'm, I'm very interested in writing as a whole because that's, you know, the career that I'm building as well. Um, And so I love to read books like that. I love to apply what I've learned from books like that. That's huge too. And I love to teach people in that way too, because I have a strong background in fitness. And the, at the end of the day, like we pretty much all know what it takes to be healthy. Like Mm -hmm. we know what we should be fueling our body with. I mean, and if you don't know, you can easily find out on a Google, Google search. Right. So (laughs) there's no lack of information out there on becoming healthy and energized, but it's the implementation of the habits. Mm-hmm. And it, it truly is something that will really make or break how you're feeling, how you're producing, how you're showing up in the world. And it's huge. It's huge. Yeah. And that's one reason I, I think that book's had so much success. Yeah. Yeah. I agree because it's like, I've never really thought much about like, why do like the, the psychology behind 
habit formation and all of that goodness. So if anyone listening has not read it, definitely check it out because it's, it's amazing. Um, what are some of your favorite habits? I'm curious that you feel like have really changed the game for you in terms of marketing or business, or even just like your life as a whole. Yes. So I am very protective about my morning time. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I have a four-year-old and a one-year-old who are early birds like mom and dad. Um, but I am diligent. I set my alarm for 515. That guarantees me at least a half an hour alone. Um, hopefully longer, but not usually because my four-year-old, I mean, she is just ready to go at 545. Yeah. <laughs> um, having my morning routine. So I, I start with a hydration cocktail. It's just like a squeeze of fresh lemon and some sea salt and water. And it just hydrates me. I just, I like to have my nutrition routine. Um, then I have my, my smart coffee, which has some collagen and some nootropics for brain health. Like I love geeking out on stuff. That's going to really optimize my body. Yeah. Uh, this is most recently, I've always kind of rotated between like doing listening prayer or journaling, or maybe just listening to music. Um, but I recently downloaded an app called superhuman and I've just been loving the guided meditations. So I might do that five, 10, 15 minutes and then do some journaling. I'm huge on journaling. I'm always writing down everything that's going on upstairs. And like, that's just, that's just one habit in my morning routine. That's been huge. Yeah. I love that. I'm hearing you kind of play around with it. Like it depends. You, you kind of cycle through, like, this is what is feeling really good to me now. And this is starting to feel maybe stale. And so I'm going to switch it up and I'm going to do this thing over here because I, I definitely, you know, sometimes I, I'm always big on journaling as well. Like I, I noticed that that was a turning point for me and just so many things to where I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm actually aware of what I'm thinking, what I'm feeling, why this bothered me or whatever. Um, but even just, you know, looking at like, what is going to fuel me right now? Because I think it's almost like we get our cup filled with, okay, we were really depleted over here and we've been really leaning into this in our morning and now we're good. And now this thing over here needs some more attention. And so, um, you know, that that's one thing I think you can hear morning routines or hear people talk about their morning routines and think that like, oh, this is the, the formula. Like I need to do this, this, and this. And it's like, well, no, like what, what are the things for you that like make or break your day? Um, you know, like if I take a shower at night versus the morning, well, I just feel so much better showering in the morning. You know, it's as simple as that. Like what just kind of sets you up for success in your day. And I think you have to really play around with that as well. Oh yeah. It's like, I tell someone the best workout is the one that you enjoy and you got to find, so you got to explore different types of movement and different ways to get in action there. So that's a big thing for me too, is exercise, but anything, any of these like rituals or routines, you have to play around. You do, you have to kind of find what works for you, what time, time of day is right for you. But the important thing is that you're intentional, Mm -hmm. that you're intentional. I'm very, very intentional about keeping my, my, my cup filled up Yeah, because I'm giving a lot. I'm giving to my team. I'm giving to my children, you know, I'm giving creatively. And so I got to come, I've I've never had a problem with self-care, you know, like, Mm -hmm. I'm like, no, I got, I am, I have my boundaries and I will go soak in a bath for the next 30 minutes. Don't come in, you know, like, yeah, I have to guard my time um, because I just show up so much better if I do. 
Yeah. Which is awesome. Like, I think there's some women who really struggle with that self-care and others. Like, it sounds like for you, it's just always been like a non-negotiable, like, nope, I'm going to take care of myself. And, you know, like you didn't have to really convince yourself and like that, that's just a natural strength of yours, which is really cool. Um, and you said you're really big on boundaries. So I'm curious, like when it comes to just running your business and the marketing side of things, what are some like boundaries or healthy habits that you've put in place that you feel like really make a difference for you? You know, I, I have set hours that I work. Um, I take a 24 hour hiatus from social every week. Um, I also have boundaries when I'm with my kids because they know when I'm more into my phone than them. Mm-hmm. And I do have this gap in the day, like two to 5 PM where my phone's plugged in and I'm being very present with my children. Not always perfect. I like to grab photos. I love posting in my stories. Um, but I like to grab a photo and then put the phone away again. Otherwise yeah. I will, I will get, I like working. Yeah. I really like working motherhood. I like lots of it. Not all of it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I, you know, I was, I'm a little bit of an older mom, like older mom. I was pretty, I think that's why I've been like always set boundaries too, because I was mm-hmm. pretty set in my way, even though I always knew I wanted kids. Um, but I have just had to really release control over that. And I just, I also know these moments are fleeting. Yeah. And, and so it's, it is a day-to-day reminder of that, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like that, that's so interesting how you said that you feel like that just showed up for you with like becoming a mom later in life and that, you know, like there's pros and cons of everything. Right. As soon as you said that, I was instantly thinking about like, huh, I became a mom unexpectedly when I was 20. Wow. <laughs> and in terms of like boundaries for me, you know, I, I just got kind of like thrown into the thick of motherhood and I had no idea what I was doing. So I'm like, oh, that's so interesting how it's like our life circumstances and personalities and all of that just like shape who we are and the habits that we have and, you know, everything. So yeah. I, I love that you brought that up. Um, I want to circle back to something else that you said too, because you talked about network marketing. And so this is something that I've actually never addressed on the podcast before, because I do not have any personal experience with it. However, um, I know that you are big on like incorporating both network marketing, like partnering with a company that you're aligned with and also having like a business opportunity. And so I would love for you to speak on that a little bit because I think network marketing can get a bad rap. Um, you know, there, there can be some really great opportunities there. And I think it's something that women, you know, can leverage if it's something that they're interested in. And so I would love to just hear what you have to say about that. Yeah, let's, let's unpackage that a little bit. Network marketing has, has been around really Mary Kay was the first big company in the 1950s. Mm-hmm. So over, you know, over 70 years now. So it's been around for a while. Um, People that have negative connotations of it, maybe they had a bad experience or maybe they heard about somebody who did, or maybe they've never taken time to truly understand the business model. And that's an important thing to do when you're evaluating a business. Essentially, network marketing is very similar to owning a franchise. Okay. So if I wanted to go open up, let's say, I don't know, a a Chick-fil-A, it'd probably be about a million dollar investment. And I'd I'd plug into their systems and they already have the product ready, but I'd have to kind of run the team. And does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Um, So huge investment, but pretty much guaranteed profit as long as I follow the program. Right. 
Now with network marketing, the investment to start a business is extremely low, like extremely low in comparison to the regular business world. And so pretty much anyone can start a business. All right. So that right there just tells you that you're going to have a lot of inexperienced marketers and salespeople, which is fine because the program is there to train them, but it might just take a little longer. Like everyone's going to start. We all start with wherever we're at today. Maybe we have some experience. Maybe we've built a good network. Maybe we haven't. So everyone starts. And um, in terms of companies, there's a lot of good companies. There's a few really great companies. It, it Your experience very much matters based on where you end up, your company, your team, and all of that. So anyways, the, the, the business as a, as a whole is an extremely profitable business for people. Um, I mean, network marketing produces more millionaires, female millionaires than any industry in the world. Um, and so people do have tremendous amount of success with it, but it takes diving and understanding. Who is it really for? Um, I think it's for the woman or male um, that uh, they want to monetize and they don't really have the time, bandwidth or money to start something completely from the scratch. Mm-hmm. So for me, when I got started, I was $40,000 in debt. I really didn't have any whiz bang business idea. You know, I'm not going to go out and start a software company. That's just not me. But I knew I wanted freedom. All right. I also knew I didn't want to go get a job. I did have a degree. I mean, I, I have a degree in business marketing. I could go out into the job force, but it just, I knew that would never get me to the ultimate vision. And so I went all, all in on network marketing because I, I, I'm an average person, but I can, but I'm coachable. Mm-hmm. So like, Get, tell me what to do, coach. Okay, I'm going to go out and do it. Here's a thing what, that stops most people. Well, honestly, it's ego that stops most people because it's fear of what people think. I don't want to be that person. I don't want to sell to my friends and family. I don't want to be pushy. Nobody wants to be any of those things, right? Right. So the beautiful thing about what social media has offered is the ability to implement attraction or curiosity marketing. So now we can market and maybe have call to actions, maybe just show us using our product and stories. You know, it can be a much more organic way that we're marketing now. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, that's just like an overview. The The industry had, you know, the old school way of doing it where we would do a lot of hotel meetings and in-person events. And, and then it really shifted very much online. And I really see network marketing, which network marketing in the 2008 recession, we were talking about recessions, it absolutely exploded completely mm-hmm. through the roof. There's a few companies that just went sky high. And during recessions, people become more open. Yeah. They become more open because network marketing is not just about making money. It's about making a, a true business that builds residual income. It's mm-hmm. money while you sleep. And so that's really what you have to have in terms of a vision. You can go drive for Uber or, you know, add in some extra hours at your job to make more money, Mm -hmm. but to actually put your time into something that pays you while you're sleeping, there aren't a whole lot of opportunities that can compete with network marketing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I would imagine, you know, looking at kind of the, the motivate motivator there, because you said like, it's not just about making money, right? I would imagine that the women who or the, the women or men who um, really jump into network marketing and take off and are the ones that kind of rise to the top of their company are the ones who are 
really um, propelled by something deeper. Have you seen that to be true? Oh, a million percent. I mean, money is a tool and we all need money. Mm -hmm. And usually people start because they need money. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But but there's something behind the money. Right. You know, for me, I was on a walk with my husband today and I go, you know, I've just, you know, because I I try not to spoil my kids too much. No, you know, you don't want to, you don't want to, you want them to be grateful for what they have. Right. Right. I was like, you know, I just always want to make sure I always want to be the mom that can get my daughter the 90 that she wants, or even just these little things that just make their day and help them feel safe. And so, yes, it is impacting my family. Yes. It's, but it's even deeper than that. For me, it's, it's the commitment of personal growth lifelong. It's the commitment to leadership. There's no, I haven't seen any other avenue where I can work with and directly impact as many people at one time as this. Mm-hmm. You know, I've seen authors and speakers and, you know, podcasters. We have the ability to speak into people's lives, but we're talking about like locking arms, going in the trenches and working together, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, going back to what you said about, uh, it was a really interesting point that you pulled out of with network marketing. It's such a great way for people to start a business opportunity when they're like, I don't know what to sell. And I have no idea about business. Like this is just one big, um, you know, great unknown for me right now. And so as a result of that, you're having a lot of people who don't have experience with sales conversations and knowing how to market online. And so, you know, the, the bad experiences, I know that's absolutely what, like, I feel like everyone's had some, you know, like uncomfortable conversations, I would say with people where it's just like, like, is this what it is? And it's, it's not, but it's the unfortunate reality that like bad experiences in business or life is often what stick with us. Um, and so I love that you just kind of pulled that out and shed some light on the fact that, Hey, like this is a result of people who are new and they're, they're just getting their footing in how to have sales conversations and how to sell in a way that, that feels natural. And that's, you know, extending an opportunity, um, you know, in a way that like both people are comfortable. And so, um, yeah, you've, you've shared some really great insight as to like, just kind of getting started with that. Um, what would you say would be some other great steps in terms of like, maybe someone who, um, has a business and they're wanting to add that in so that they have both, you know, like a, a passive product-based opportunity alongside their coaching or their service. I think it's an extremely smart thing to consider because mm-hmm. think about it. We live in the Kardashian generation. Like everybody on Instagram is aligning with the product, whether, you know, most of them are sponsored mm-hmm. um, or their network marketing products. Like this is how you, I call it the you economy. It's monetizing your, your brand. Mm-hmm. And so if you're already doing the work to build an audience and maybe coaching is your main thing, well, that's great. But this is something that is much more passive if if you build it the right way. And so I would recommend anyone that's considering it to really dive in and research companies. That's going to be a huge thing. And you're looking for a few things with companies. You're looking for a product line you can really get excited about. You're looking for um, an upline mentor who has experience and has results. You're looking for an overall vibe. You're looking for a vibe that fits your brand because that's 
that's important. You want to feel at home with that culture and with that vibe. So that's where I would start. And I would, I didn't really take the time to do that with my first company. I just, I just got introduced to it. Love, you know, love the products. I'm like, let's go for it. Um, that, that company ended pretty unexpectedly after eight years. And so I took time to really evaluate my next move and make more of a strategic business decision, if you will. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have any recommended resources or places that people can go to just kind of evaluate different companies or learn more about the opportunities that are out there? If I was starting all over and just being like voyeuristic about it, I would go on Instagram and I would like hashtag the names of companies and kind of Mm -hmm. see what the vibe is. And then, you know, we're just going to the website, checking out the products, you know, doing, doing that research first before you talk to someone in the company, everyone in in their company is going to think it's the best thing since sliced bread. But if you do some upfront evaluation of where you think you could really have the most success and fun, that's going to be important. Um, And also I did write a book about network marketing, really about my experience in direct sales called Time Millionaire. So you can grab that on Audible or Amazon, all the places. Awesome. Yes. I will definitely link that in the show notes so that people can check that out if they're interested. Um, yeah, we've talked about so many good things today. I would love to invite you to share just like one thing that if the listeners, um, you know, like to leave the listeners with and really remember, like if they only remembered one thing from this conversation, what would you want that to be? You have got to stop worrying about what other people think. Mm. You only have one life. And so if you want to start a business in the middle of a recession, do it. If you want to write a book, do it. If you want to um, try your hand at network marketing, do it. Like if you want to launch your coaching business, do it. We we put so much weight on other people's opinions. Mm-hmm. And I think it's, it's, uh, it's, it's kind of a dangerous road to go down, to go seeking a bunch of other people's opinions before we do the self-reflection ourselves. So go to your quiet time. Do the self-reflection. If you're wanting change in your life, it starts with you. It starts with you believing in yourself enough and more than what other people are going to think, because that will keep you trapped. I've seen that keep more people trapped than anything else. Yeah. That, that's my encouragement. Like we, you know, you know what to do. Um, and, and it might not, it, it might not please everybody. And so you got to be okay with that and just, you know, push the edge, go for it. Yeah. Man, you and I are like on the same wavelength. That is something that has just been so top of mind for me lately. So I love that we're ending the conversation on this note because that is just such such a beautiful reminder to everyone listening. Like just just go with what you know and go with what feels right and stop worrying so much about what people are going to think about that because it's just, it's slowing you down. Um, where can people connect with you online if they want to get in your world and learn more about you? Yeah, so you can come follow me on Instagram at makebankwithange. Uh, also my podcast, she makes bank, um, every Wednesday we do an interview or a solo session. And on Saturdays I train on, on social selling specifically, uh, and angelicagarner.com. Awesome. Cool. I will link all of that stuff in the show notes. Thank you so much. You're awesome. Thank you. 
Thanks so much for listening today. If you love this podcast episode, there's two things I want to invite you to do right now. Number one, head on over to Instagram and send me a DM at natalie.blankush. I would love to hear any questions that came up and takeaways that you had from this episode. And number two, if you haven't already, head on over to iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts and leave a rating and review. It means the world to me because I love hearing what you're learning and how the show has impacted you, but it also creates an even bigger ripple effect by helping other women discover this podcast. All right, that's it for today. I will talk to you on the next episode.